Welcome back to another episode on Find Joy with Joyen, the podcast that is all about helping you live and lead a life with joy. I'm your host, Joyen Chan. And every Wednesday, we are giving you access to the world's best and brightest minds in their fields on our show. Listen in as these leaders impart their wisdom, inspiration, and stories to empower you to live joyfully with intention, passion, and purpose, and celebrate the struggles and overcome the challenges we may face each day with the tools and insights that we are going to share with you. Whether you are looking to improve your relationship, find your passion, learn how to embrace the present moment, deepen your spiritual connection, or learn the magic of manifestation and law of attraction to attract more abundance, this podcast is here to guide you every step of the way. As your host, I am also challenging myself to dig deeper to learn and unlearn and ride along with you. We are not here to tell you how to live your life because it is your life. But this life is all that we have right now. So my friend, why not live our life to the fullest? So I hope these conversations and stories will guide and inspire you to live your life to your highest potential and a life that you are proud of as you continue to grow and evolve in your own journey. So if you are ready to start living a more passionate, purposeful and joyful life, join us every Wednesday on Find Joy with Joyanne for inspirational stories, powerful message, fun conversations and empowering thoughts with me and my special guests and friends. And now without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Happy July and happy mid-year. I hope the past six months have been filled with joy, growth and meaningful experiences for you. And now as we embark on the second half of 2023, I want to encourage you to dream bigger, to reach higher and set your sights on even more exciting plans and goals ahead. As always, I'm here to cheer you on and to support you in your journey. And every month, you know, I will buy myself two new books to read. And in today's episode, we are going to do something special. And we have an exciting topic to discuss. It's all about the book that I stumbled upon recently that has completely captivated me. And the title of the book is What We Can Learn From Short Stories and Jokes by the author Shi Wei from Singapore. This book is a compilation of 200 short stories and jokes retold by the author, and each one has either a lesson or an insight into human nature or a life truth. And there is a famous quote in this book that perfectly encapsulates the power of stories. The shortest distance between a human being and a truth is a story. Which is why this book is an absolute gem and I couldn't wait to share some of my favorite stories with you and what I learned from them. Because this book is not only an easy read, but it's also packed with interesting and enjoyable short stories that carries immersed educational value and profound wisdom and incredible life lessons. And what I truly, truly admire about the book is how the author masterfully extracts the core values and lessons from each story, making it not just a collection of tales, but a library of wisdom. You know, I have always admired those speakers who effortlessly weave great stories and jokes into their speeches, connecting them back to the important points or the topics they are teaching. And here's the thing. You always want to tie it back to the point you are trying to make. Don't just tell a random story, but a good story and a well-told story can leave a lasting impact and resonate with your audience and also make you an outstanding speaker and trainer. It's true. 
Because tell me a fact and I might learn. Tell me a truth and I might believe. But tell me a story and it will live in my heart forever. Because I also teach storytelling to my students and my clients in my coaching program, which is why I love this book so, so much and find it so helpful because as a coach and a speaker myself, I'm always on the lookout for resources that can enhance my training sessions and public speeches. And this book has now become a valuable asset in my toolkit. Having read this book, I now have a lot of great stories in my pocket that I can utilize to connect with my audience and make them laugh. So in today's episode, you are in for a treat. I'm excited to share with you five of my absolute favorite short stories from the book. And these stories have deeply touched my heart. And I later realized that these are the lessons that I needed to learn the most. Which is why alongside each story, I will also be sharing some personal stories or experiences that relate to the lessons learned. Now, without further ado, let's jump right in and let's dive into the first short story from the book that touched my heart and opened my mind to a profound lesson. The lesson from the story of two apples is that we can sometimes misunderstand the good intentions of others. How so? Here's the story. A father and his young daughter were walking along a park. They came across a fruit window. As the young girl liked apples, his father bought two. And the young girl was holding one apple in each hand. She took a bite on an apple. And his father asked her to share the apples by giving him one. The young girl took a bite at the other apple. And her father was so disappointed and wondered why her little girl could be so selfish and greedy. Just then, the girl stretched her hand to give his father an apple and said, Daddy, Daddy, take this one. It's more juicy and it's sweeter. Can you think of a time where you misjudge someone's good intention? How many times have we jumped to conclusions so quickly or made a false assumption about someone's motive? Even with our family members or our loved ones, you know, I feel like we tend to judge them more easily than we judge strangers. And sometimes, and most of the time, our initial judgments can be misleading, as we can never know what others have in their mind, and we may fail to see the true intentions behind someone's actions and their good intentions. So I love this story, and it's the first story in the book that catches my heart because it reminds us to approach every and any situation with an open mind and give others the benefit of the doubt. And I remember back in my college days, I was working on a group project with my course mates. One of my teammates, um, let's call him Sean, it seemed to be slacking off during the initial stages of the project. He rarely attended our meeting and the classes. And as a result, me and the rest of the group, we started to feel frustrated and believe that Sean was not taking the project seriously. And so we began to exclude him from important meetings and discussions and decision-making processes. However, as the deadline approached, I discovered the truth behind his behavior. He had been dealing with personal issues, and in fact, he was going through depression, and that had been affecting his ability to attend the school and fully focus on any project. And how did I find out? Because one day, I happened to have a casual conversation with him outside of school. You know, I saw him at the train station, and we were both going to the same direction. And in fact, I found he was living in the same neighborhood as me. And he opened up about the challenges that he had been facing, including his family problems and him going through depression. 
And in that moment, I realized I didn't know him at all and that I had misjudged his good intentions. His apparent disinterest in the project was not due to laziness, but rather because he was going through a difficult time in his personal life. And I felt guilty for excluding him and not taking the time to understand his situation before jumping to conclusions. And from that point forward, I made an effort to reach out to him and offer my support. You know, every day after class, I will wait for him and we will take the trend together. And he began actively contributing and even went above and beyond to make up for the time that he had lost. And this personal experience and memory and remembering this story of the two apples and understanding this lesson, we can avoid misunderstandings and foster better communication in our relationship and friendship with others. It encourages us to look beyond surface level actions. If you like the first story, you are really going to like the second one. The second beautiful lesson that I want to share with you from the book is from the story of a shipwreck. The story teaches us that a blessing can come in disguise and a seemingly unfortunate event could turn out to be something beautiful and fortunate. One fateful day, Bobby encountered a shipwreck. He was swept ashore alone on a small, uninhibited island. He prayed fervently for help, but none came. Over a few days, he managed to build a small hut from the driftwood to protect him from the elements and the cold at night. One day, as he came back after looking for food, he found his heart on flames. He was so saddened and cried aloud to God. While still feeling down and desperate, watching his heart burning down, he heard the sound of a ship approaching the island. Bobby was finally rescued. He also learned that the ship came to rescue him when the crew saw the flame on the island. How do you like this story? To me, I love this story because it reminds me of a present and important relationship that ended a few years ago, coinciding with the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Though it initially brought me into a state of depression and heartbreak, I eventually experienced a spiritual awakening throughout the process. Looking back now, I could see that the relationships and relationships Looking back now, I could see that the Looking back now, I could see that it was a blessing in disguise. How? It led me to personal growth, to inner transformation, and ultimately shaped me into the person I am today. Because I could confidently say that without a painful experience, without losing that person, without going through depression, I wouldn't be the Joan Chan I am today, and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. And believe it or not, recently I came across a spiritual healer and she offered me a reading and she said exactly the same. She said, I should be grateful to that person because it was a twin flame connection. And it happened for a reason. It happened for a higher purpose. And the reason that the person left me is so that I could experience my spiritual awakening. So now I feel deeply grateful to that person for the part that he played in my journey for showing out in my life. He was here to assist me in my spiritual journey. And I also hope that you could take some time to reflect on your own journey and think about how seemingly unfortunate events in the past could hold hidden blessings and lead to your significant growth and self-discovery. And this story also reminds us to trust in the journey of life. 
Even when we are faced with difficult or painful experiences or circumstances, as they might well be the catalyst for positive change and spiritual awakening. Because I believe that the universe will only give you what you need, and the universe will never send you what you could not handle. And the third short story is about happiness, and it teaches you to not just look for your own happiness, give it to others, and you will find yours. During a seminar, the trainer conducted an activity. All fifty participants were given a balloon, and each of them wrote his name or her name on the balloon. And the trainer then put all the balloons in another room, and then he instructed all the participants to go to the room and get his or her balloon without helping one another. After three minutes, none of the participants found his or her balloon, and the trainer then asked the participants. To pick a balloon at random and give it to the person whose name appeared on the balloon, and less than three minutes, all participants found their balloons. And the trainer then shared the lesson learned. He said, "The balloons represent happiness. Everybody is busy finding one's own happiness, but could not find it until one helps another person to find his or her happiness." This is why I started this podcast. Find joy with joyant, and it is perfectly aligns with the lesson learned from the story. By creating a platform dedicated to spreading joy, I wanted to bring happiness to the world, and by bringing joy to others, I experienced a greater sense of joy and fulfillment within. You know, by sharing stories, insights, and experiences, and interviewing guests on this podcast, we are creating a ripple effect. And recently, two amazing ladies. In my community, started their own podcast because they were inspired by me, and they were inspired by my podcast. So both the short story balloons and my podcast find joy join share a common theme of finding happiness through selflessness and spreading joy. So ask yourself. I want you to ask yourself. Just check in with yourself right now. Are you truly happy with your life at this moment? What makes you truly happy? What brings you joy? If you are not happy, why? Is it because you have been so focused on getting what you want, and you think only by getting what you want, you can be happy? If that's so, can you shift your focus away from yourself and help others find their happiness? And in what way can you help others find their joy and happiness? The next story is on gratitude. Are you truly grateful with what you have? While it's important to strive for improvement and make necessary changes in our current circumstances, it's also equally vital to acknowledge and be grateful for where we currently are, and recognize the abundance that surrounds us. Because things could have been a lot worse. And let me tell you the story of a clam house. Once there was a man who was depressed. Because he felt that his in-laws staying with him were taking up too much space in his house, he went to see a teacher who advised him to put all his chickens, dogs, and sheep in his house. So he did as told. After a while, he went to the teacher again, complaining that his problem had got worse. This time, the teacher advised him to put back those animals outside. He then realized that he had so much space in his house. The story encourages us to appreciate what we have and consider the alternative scenarios that could have been a lot worse. 
It reminds us to be grateful for our blessings in this very moment. Even this moment isn't where we want to be and is challenging. But just remember the essence of the story. The man's initial problem seems significant until he faced a situation that made him realize the true value of the space that he already had. I know that sometimes, even personally for me, it's hard to be grateful when everything in your life just seems wrong. And it reminded me of a story, my own true life story, and a little boy that I encountered in India about five or six years ago when I was on a business trip. In fact, I want to tell you another story, and this is my true life story, but it's a long story. So believe it or not, I had a wonderful track record of being unhappy. I just couldn't find happiness. You know, nothing seemed to make me happy anymore and I was aware of that and I knew why I wasn't happy. Because being a high achiever, I was focusing on things that I have yet to achieve. You know, all the things I don't have. I was so ungrateful. And you know, this was many years ago. So I practiced gratitude because I was already listening to podcasts, I was already reading books and, and all the gurus said the secret to happiness is to be grateful. Gratitude leads to living a happier life you know, be grateful for what you have and count your blessings. So I did. I followed exactly what they said. I woke up in the morning. Before doing anything else, I pulled out my journal and I started writing. I will write 10 things that I'm grateful for. It could be anything. But I struggled. There were days where I just couldn't think of anything. I just couldn't think of anything. It would be so much easier for me to come up with a hundred reasons why I'm unhappy but not 10 things that I'm grateful for. So I felt even more unhappy and miserable because I couldn't even think of anything I was truly grateful for. So it didn't really work well for me keeping a gratitude journal, but again, it became a good habit. And finally, it came to a pivotal point in my journey searching for happiness, which was the trip to India. And initially, I didn't want to go, but it turned out to be a meaningful trip. So what does the trip to India have to do with my pursuit of unhappiness. Let me tell you the story now. First, I just want to say, India is not a poor country. There is merely extreme income inequality in this population. The richest 1% of Indians owned 73% of the wealth, while 670 million citizens, comprising the country's poorest half, saw their wealth rise by just 1%. And this trend is going in an upward direction every year, which means the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. So for someone like me back then, who was ungrateful and thought being successful was the only path towards happiness, making my very first visit to India change the way I see the world. Because we were invited guests from overseas and we were treated like we VIPs. You know, we stayed in five-star hotel in the city center and they would send a shuffle, a shuffle to come and fetch us from the hotel every single day, every morning, and then take us back to the hotel after the training ended in the evening. And when we drove past the street, I would see a lot of homeless people, young women, old folks, small kids, wandering around and sleeping on the sidewalk. And some women even had young kids, young babies with them sitting at the corner of a shop, just looking at cars driving by. I could see that they were looking at me, and when our eyes met, my heart clenched as though I could see through their eyes, I could see through their soul, and they were telling me they were afraid. I looked away, and my heart sank. 
I just couldn't bring myself to believe that. Given how the modern world has developed so rapidly with the rise of technology, the world that we are currently living is very different from the world that existed 50 years ago. Nor until I visited India. India still pretty much looks like a world that existed 50 years ago. And I was just naive because I live in a modern city like Singapore, so I assume that everywhere in the world has also developed at such a rapid rate and life has become easier and better for everyone. All of a sudden, I realized how wrong I was and I realized how lucky I was because I have always been comparing my life to the rich and successful people out there and I didn't know that there is another part of the world where people are struggling to find a shelter they could call home, a place where they can keep their children safe and feed themselves. And I remember one evening when we were driving back to the hotel, I was so exhausted after a whole day of training. So I was leaning back in the car seat, finding a moment of comfort, feeling safe and feeling protected from all the chaos and all the noises outside. When the car stopped at traffic light, there was a poor little boy, wearing dirty clothes, rushed to my side window knocking on the door and crying out loud in a foreign language I couldn't understand. But I knew what he wanted. He was asking for money. And he was so close to me. And seeing him so close to me with tears all over his face, a poor little boy, I felt tears filling out my eyes. I was told by our host that we shouldn't give money to the poor in the country because that would encourage them to not find a job or not to work. But in that moment, I just couldn't turn him away. So I wound down the window and I gave him a note. It wasn't a lot. I remember maybe, you know, it was just a couple of dollars. And he took it and he asked for more. In that moment, do you know what went through my mind? This kid is so ungrateful. Isn't it ironic? And I caught myself that very second. I didn't give him more. So he had no choice, he gave out and ran off to the next car. This encounter hit me so hard that I could never forget, which is why five years later, I'm still telling you the story. The truth is, giving the kid money didn't make me any richer. In fact, I felt poorer than a kid. Because living in a modern city, I had more than what the kid needed. Yet I wasn't satisfied and happy with what I had. I was chasing after what I thought would make me happy. Meanwhile, somewhere in the world, people just need a living. And that is all they ever asked for. And they were perhaps happier than me. So after the trip to India, it was indeed a life-changing event and I found it easier to keep my gratitude journal. <laughs> so that is my story on gratitude. And I just also want to say, being grateful doesn't mean that you shouldn't or you don't need to work hard for your goals. Listen, there's nothing wrong with wanting more in life. That doesn't mean that we are ungrateful. But the journey towards reaching our goals will be far more enjoyable and fulfilling if you remember what you have. You can be grateful for your current life, for what you have, and make it your source of happiness, not relying on what you haven't achieved or what you don't have at this moment. Remember, happiness is not a goal. We don't pursue happiness. So if you are not happy with where you are right now, here's my invitation to you. 
If you have a roof over your head and you have money in your bank account, tell yourself, hey, things could have been a lot worse. I could be homeless, but I'm not. I could be broke, but I still have a thousand dollars in my bank account. It could have been zero. So these two stories are a perfect reminder to not take things for granted and to cultivate gratitude for what we possess and look beyond our immediate concerns and consider the bigger picture. Never let the things that you want make you forget the things you have. And the fifth and the last story I would love to share with you is the truth about managing our problems in life. And here is the story. An unhappy young man went to see a counsellor. He was sharing with the counsellor his bitterness in life. The counsellor put a teaspoon of salt into a small cup of water and asked the man to drink it. The taste was unbearable, right? Asked the counsellor. The counsellor then put another teaspoon of salt into a large jug of water. This time, the water was drinkable. The counsellor then explained, The pain in life is like a teaspoon of salt. The amount of pain is the same but the degree of bitterness depends on the size of the container. To reduce your sufferings in life, enlarge your sense of being. Stop being a small cup, be a large jug. How big is your cup right now? And how do you become a large jug? It's simple. You have to invest in your personal growth. By investing in personal growth, you expand yourself. You expand your mindset, your skill set, and your heart set. Meaning, you equip yourself with the tools and the resilience and the confidence to navigate life's challenges more effectively and confidently. As we broaden our horizons, we develop the capacity to approach problems with a more open mind, and as a result, we find better solutions. And you know the best part is? We have better problems to deal with. Because problems are inevitable. But suffering is a choice. And the goal is to keep breaking through the next level so you have better problems to solve. Because the next level of your life requires and demands a better you and a bigger you. As you probably know, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins and his UPW, Unleash the Power Within, was the very first personal development program that I did in my mid-20s. And he always says, the biggest problem in life is we think we shouldn't have any. So by embracing personal growth and understanding that challenges are a natural part of life, you have to first accept that it's a natural part of life. Then you can cultivate a mindset that empowers you to overcome obstacles. And this concept is perfectly illustrated by the story of a teaspoon of salt. This short story teaches us the one way to manage our problems in life is to widen our horizon. Do not just have a narrow focus on ourselves. Sometimes you just need to take a big step back and look at the situation from a higher level and trust me. Trust me, you know the answer. You have the answer because the solution and the answer lies within us. And I just want to take this chance and to take this moment to thank you for coming back every week to listen, to learn and grow because this is what you are actually doing. You are broadening your horizons, you are expanding your mindset and you are becoming a better version of yourself day after day, one episode at a time. 
And I hope you enjoy our exploration of these five short stories and jokes and the invaluable lessons they offer. And I invite you to take a moment to reflect upon the stories that I have just shared with you in this episode, whether it's the importance of not jumping to conclusion immediately, spreading joy, counting our blessings, widening our horizons, or embracing personal growth. These stories offer insights that can empower us on our journey to happiness and fulfillment. If you want to delve further into the stories that I shared today and discover all the other great stories from the book because there are 200 short stories and jokes from this book and I have only picked my favorite five and shared with you today, so make sure you visit the show notes and check out all the relevant details and the link to purchase the book. Remember, the power of storytelling can leave a lasting impact and connect us on a deeper human level. And I would love to hear it from you. Let me know. Which one out of the five was your favorite story from this episode? And do you have a story that you want to share with me? Your thoughts, your comments, your reflections are immensely valuable to us and are always welcome. Feel free to connect with us through social media at findjoyjoyan underscore podcast and leave us a comment and leave us a review and you can also send us your story through an email. I want to hear all about your favorite stories and the lessons they taught you and how they have influenced your life and your journey. Thank you for joining us today on Find Joy Joyant. Your presence and your support mean the world to us. And until next time, keep showing up. The world needs you and you need you. Thank you again for tuning to Find Joy with Julian podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help support this podcast in one of three ways. One, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your IG story and tag me at findjoyjoyan underscore podcast so I can repost and connect with you. Two, share this podcast with a friend or a family member. And three, leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grow and reach more listeners worldwide. Make sure you also subscribe so you don't miss out on any episode coming Wednesday. Thanks for being here and I will see you soon in the next episode.